I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 53, A House Unto My Name, studying Doctrine and Covenants, section 124. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a Come Follow Me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God, just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home, too. Okay, this week we're going to do things I thought would be fun to do things a little bit differently. I have some questions I thought would be fun. And as you can hear, I have a guest speaker. It's the baby, and he's very sleepy and very grumpy, and he keeps trying to grab things, and he's got a fever and doesn't feel good. So, this is going to be a quick one. I have a couple of verses, and I have questions that I thought would be fun to, and usually what I do is I have questions and then I kind of share my thoughts about what the answers I think would be. Um, And I thought this time it'd be fun to kind of do them rhetorical style. There are a couple of them that I have answers to, and there are some that I don't have answers to that I thought would be interesting to think about. Um, So first up, is very, very first um, verse. It's the, we're in section 124, very, very first verse, right? Verse one. Um, And it's the last line. It says that might show forth, um, that I might show forth my wisdom through the weak things of the earth. And I wondered, why is it that God takes weak things to show his wisdom, right? Um, And I have some thoughts on this. Um, I think that the world tries to show wisdom through strength a lot of times, right? And so I think that there's a very good reason um, why God uses weak things to show his wisdom. Um, Because I think the world would have us believe that strength is always better, right? Uh, A strength is always going to be better than a weakness. Hi! Um, Can we not do that? That's very noisy. Thank you. He's opening and closing my drawers. So that's one thing I want you to think about. And as you come up with answers to these questions, as you um, think about it, I would love to hear from you on either Naptime Devotionals um, or on my Facebook page or on whatever it is you use um, to listen to the podcast. I'd love to have any kind of comments. So next little section of verses is verses 44 and 45. And I'm not going to keep saying we're in section 124 because we're only in one section for this um, lesson. Um, And so we're in 124. So that's the last time I'm going to tell you that. (laughs) Um, So in verses 44 and 45, again, I'm just kind of pulling, whoa, bro. Um, It says, if you labor with all your might, I will consecrate that spot that it shall be made holy. And if my people will hearken unto my voice and unto the voice of my servants, whom I have appointed to lead my people, behold, verily I say unto you, they shall not be moved out of their place. Um, So what is your spot, right? What is the spot that you don't want to be moved from? What is the spot that you want to be holy? Um, As I was reading this, I thought my home. Right. My home is the place I want to labor with all of my might. 
um, because that is the spot I want to be made holy. That is the spot I don't want to be moved from. That is the spot I don't want my people, my little people that I made that are attacking me right now, that I don't want them to be moved from. Okay, and so now we're going to take a look at 54. Um, and this is probably one of my favorite verses that I read um, in this section. Hi, the baby. I'll read the whole thing, and then there's a little part of it I kind of want to focus on. It's not very long. It says, For I am the Lord, your God, and will save all those of your brethren who have been pure in heart and have been slain in the land of Missouri, saith the Lord. Okay? So I want to focus on a specific little section here. Right? The Lord your God will save all those who have been slain. I think a lot of times um, we think of saved as physical, right? If God is going to save us, it's going to be in our physical bodies. It's going to be us being cured from these diseases. It's us going, it's going to be us being saved. You know, somebody's going to jump in the knight in shining armor will jump in and save us. The, there will be a malfunction in a gun and it won't work and we'll live or the bullet will hit the watch and we'll survive. You know, like we always think, and not that those things can't happen, not that God doesn't work in that way also, but in this one specifically, he will save all those who have been slain, right? We already know they're gone. They've died. How is he going to save them that have already died? And I think that that is where God's power is. I think sometimes as humans, we have a very physical, very temporal, limited view. And we forget that God is eternal. We forget that God works We've talked about this before. God works in the long game. He's playing the long game. Um, his view is eternal. And so he can absolutely 100% save those who have already died. Um, because that is where God's power is really at. I mean, he has power in all the other places. But that's where, that's where for me, I'm like, okay, this is the big stuff. Okay. Hi. Um, I also recommend taking a look at, at verse 61. Um, he talks about his watchmen upon the walls. Who do you think our watchmen are? And then last two. In verse 72, he talks about um, of several verses prior to this, and um, I want to say one or two after, talk about paying stock, right, and the, into this building, and he talks about how you cannot pay over $15,000 in stock, um, but you cannot put in under $50, right? And he talks about this several different times. And then he also, this verse, verse 72, specifically refers to Joseph Smith and says, same goes for him. Um, and so this isn't so much a question, but it just kind of an observation. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, thank you. Um, this is an observation that, shh, here, oh, I don't have anything I can give you. This is an observation that God is no respecter of persons, right? Whether you are, so to speak, the low man on the totem pole or whether you are the prophet, the rules are exactly the same. 
the rules are exactly the same for you and for everybody else. Um, just because our profits are profits does not mean that they're held to a different standard. I would think, honestly, if anything, they would be held to a higher standard because they have more light and knowledge than we do um, because they are closer to God and converse with him in a more direct way. Wow, that's really noisy and kind of terrible to listen to. Here, let me see if I can find something else for you to play with. Okay, last one. Verse um, 86. Okay, I want you to take a look at verse 86. Oh, I want you to play with it. Sorry, I'm trying to find something for him to play with. He's not driving us all crazy. Um, oh, well, you just drive us crazy a little bit longer. Um, oh, here he goes, socks. So, verse 86. He's talking about this house. And there's the last line of this verse that I want to kind of focus on. For they shall rest from all their labors here and shall continue their works. Right? How do you rest from your labor but continue your works? I feel like in this world, at this time, in 2021, labors and works are pretty interchangeable. They're synonyms for each other. Um, we wouldn't think of work to be one thing and labors to be a different thing. Um, but it got me thinking, what are our labors? And then what are God's works, right? Do we, or can we, I suppose, excuse me, define labor as things that we have to do here on earth to survive, right? We have to make sure that we have some kind of money to be able to pay for food to be able to pay for rent or our mortgage or whatever, right? We have to have some way of providing a home and shelter for our children. We have to provide some way of feeding our children, making sure that they're clothed and that they're warm and that when they're sick, they have medicine and all the things, right? There's certain things that due to our temporal, um, very mortal existences, we have to meet these needs, otherwise we die. But then I think about God's works, right? And how are God's works different from my temporal labors? Um, what are my temporal labors? What are God's works? And do I rest from my labors to spend time in God's works? Um, so today is a pretty short one, you guys. Um, I literally had like one page of notes and I'm being attacked by a very tired, ow, very grumpy little baby. Um, so I will talk to you next week and I'd love to hear what your answers are to any of the questions that we talked about today.